Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to the Great Scott Podcast. Today, I am joined by recording artist and plastic surgeon, Mr. Dr. Miami. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. Recording artist, yes. Not hey, recording just a surgeon. Not just a surgeon. <laughs> you have hobbies on, on the side besides that. I got hobbies on the side. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, my main gig is plastic surgery. Um, I do a lot of uh, butt lifts, uh, Brazilian butt lifts, tummy tucks, rhinoplasties. Um, soon to start doing penis implantation, penis augmentation, things like that. Um, and then I Snapchat all the stuff and, and put it on social media. So I've got a, a pretty big audience with that. So how long have you been kind of fame? <laughs> how long have you been doing it for, sir? Well, I mean, I've been a doctor for uh, let's see, 23 years. I've been in private practice for 16 years. Um, before that, I was just training in general surgery, plastic surgery, aesthetic surgery, that kind of thing. Now, do so, you have? Now, now, do you have offices um, in multiple locations? No, no, we've got one office. It's called Dr. Miami Tower in uh, on Miami Beach, and uh, it's uh, it's a nice five story structure. With uh, I got my own operating rooms and uh, that sort of thing. So I I I I basically don't leave Miami Beach at all, uh, very rarely. So every everything just comes to me, and uh, I've got uh, patients that fly from all over. I've got a hotel next to the office for people to stay at. Um, it's a pretty sweet gig. Well, it's so it's good good to have you on here, Doctor Miami. Let me uh, ask you my my first question. I was going to ask you here. Um, how did you uh, get get the name Doctor Miami? Uh, so my, my real name is Michael Salzauer. It's kind of a, a mouthful, hard to spell. Um, and then, uh, through, uh, you know, through social media, the people started calling me Dr. Miami and that basically stuck. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Before that, before that, people could call me Dr. Schnoz. So I, I, I far prefer Dr. Miami to Dr. Schnoz, <laughs> uh, but either, either one will work, either one will work. Dr. Schnoz. Okay. I will keep it to Dr. Miami uh, then. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank All you. right. So, uh, so tell us a little bit um, about what a Brazilian butt lift is and all the details that goes along with that. A Brazilian butt lift is uh, one of the greatest operations uh, ever invented. It takes fat from the areas of the body you don't want it, like your love handles, your back, your arms, your thighs, uh, tummy, and, and puts it in the place that you do want it, or at least a lot of women do want it, in their butt. So. The combination is like a twofer. You got a, a smaller waist, uh, narrow, a better silhouette, wider hips, and a bigger booty. Now, is that the most common thing uh, that people ask for when they come to your office? Is that the most? It is. It is. Yeah. It is. It's the most. It's the most popular operation that we do. Not just in my practice, but in in Miami. It's a very very popular operation. Um, literally thousands of people from all over the world come to Miami to have Brazilian butt lifts. Even though it's called the Brazilian butt lift, it really should be called the Miami butt lift, but we do more of them than any other place on the planet. Yeah. So uh, just to talk about, and, and, and you can talk about this if you want or not, but uh, to talk about a little bit about uh, your, your childhood, because I was reading a little bit about it. and um, your uh, childhood? Yeah. I was reading yeah, how... So, so, uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I grew up in New York. Um, I always wanted to be a doctor. Uh, my my parents uh, didn't have college uh, educations, um, and uh, and it was their dream that I would be a doctor. And uh, I I you know I didn't didn't object in any way. In fact, as a kid, I used to watch a TV show called Mash, where oh, yeah. Alan Alda is like a surgeon in the Korean War. And I never, it didn't occur to me that that was a sitcom. I thought that was what surgeons really did. They 
kind of make jokes and save lives. And I thought, gosh, that looks like a really cool job. So from a very young age, I wanted to be a surgeon. And then when I got to uh, you know college and medical school, I didn't know what kind of surgery to do. Um, and so I started you know volunteering in hospitals and looking at different specialties. And then one day I had to go to a plastic surgeon's office because uh, my wife wanted to have a scar fixed. And this is in the very early 90s, like maybe 1990, 1991. Um, I'd never seen before and after pictures of plastic surgery before. And in, in that plastic surgeon's waiting room was a, a wedding album of actual laminated photographs of before and after pictures. And it just blew my mind. I had no idea. To me, it looked like magic. I'm like, how did, how is that the same person? You know, where, where'd the breast come from? And how'd the tummy look, look like that, look like this? Yeah. Where'd the nose go? And it was just so incredible to me. It blew my mind. And so the next summer when I started med school, the first thing I did was I went to the plastic surgery department and started making friends with the plastic surgeons, trying to learn from them as much as I could. Um, you know, and that's, you know, that's you know, more than 25 years ago, like 20, 28 years ago. Now, uh, so I'm I did think study plastic surgery since then. Yeah. Now, I did mention that at the beginning, you are kind of a, uh, a, a recording artist as well. <laughs> yeah. So, in, so, you know, I was a, I was a, you know, just a plastic surgeon minding my own business uh, in Miami Beach, if that's possible, um, until about the age of 40, uh, when I started to take off on social media in various forms. And so um, uh, through the social media following, I, I got to become acquainted with various, uh, you know, music stars and got invited to the Grammys and that sort of thing. And then a friend of mine said, why don't we do a song, a dance song? I said, okay. So we went to the studio, recorded some songs, and one of them actually made it on the Billboard dance charts. Wow. So when you said a recording artist, I kind of laughed. I mean, it's certainly not like a, a, you know, a main gig for me. It's kind of something that was an aside, you know, like just like a bucket list thing. But yeah, I guess technically I'm a recording artist. Now, do you still, do you still uh, make music from time to time? Yeah, for sure. From time to time, I do. I, you know, it's fun. Once you get into the studio a couple of times, you get kind of get the bug for it. It's amazing that, you know, it's amazing with the technology today. Just the talent. You can, you can make yourself look like you have a whole lot more with the electronics and the auto-tune and everything else. So it's kind of fun. And it's also like another creative outlet for me. Most plastic surgeons tend to be creative types, you know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, no exception. So we like to get the creative juices flowing, and music is a great way to do it. Well, certainly, con congratulations are, are in order for that. Um, uh, that's that's quite, a, quite, quite an achievement there. Thank you. <laughs> to make it to the billboard charts. Yeah, it's crazy, right? I know. I know. So... Um, so I'm guessing you. Uh, I guess you record when you record. You don't go by the name Doctor Miami. I'm guessing there's probably another oh, name for you. I do. Oh, oh you do. Doctor Miami. Oh yeah, no. Everybody calls me Doctor Miami now. Even my wife. <laughs> now does your wife? She's Mrs. Miami. <laughs> oh, she misses Miami. Okay. Got gotcha. oh, she. 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 She misses Miami. Oh, Miami. That's where Mrs. we go. Got gotcha. you. Know, you know, so when I go out for restaurants and stuff, you know. It's, you know, reservation for Dr. Miami, that kind of thing, you know. Absolutely. Pretty much, I pretty much, that, that name is pretty much taking over my persona, kind of like 2 Chain or, uh, you know, Ice Tube. 
know, that's it. That's who I am. Right, right. So uh, I was reading how um, there was also a, a committee that was formed uh, for uh, the Brazilian butt lift and all and all that other stuff that uh, that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so we're the, we we formed the World Association of Gluteal Surgeons. The, the goal is to educate surgeons and the public on how to make sure that they do the lift safely. So when it comes to the surgeons, we teach them the safest techniques. When it comes to patients, we teach them what kind of questions to ask their surgeons so they end up, you know, with a safe result. It turns out that the Brazilian butt lift operation, although it's very popular, it's also quite dangerous if it's not done correctly. And so uh, there's very specific techniques that need to be learned, um, and there are specific questions that patients need to ask. Uh, one of them is, the most important one to ask, is to make sure that the fat is injected under the skin and not into or underneath the muscle of the butt. Because if you do it into the muscle or under the muscle, there's a chance that the fat can go into one of the veins in that area mm. and then from there travel to the heart and lungs and kill you. So, for example, in Miami, we've had 13 or 14 deaths in the last eight years wow. from, that, from, that, you know, from that mistake. Um, and all over the world, there's been at least 50 or 60. So we're trying to keep, uh, keep the operation safe and keep everybody, um, you know, it, for people to have access to this operation, they need to have safe access to it. So... Um, that's the goal of the World Association of Surgeons. We have 150 surgeons in about 40 countries around the world that are, are part of this network. Now, you now I was also reading, like, just to affirm uh, what you were saying, it has it does have the highest morality rate, like like you say. It does. It does. It has the highest mortality rate of any elective procedure in plastic surgery. Now, the truth is that there are there are other operations with higher mortality rates that are elective. For example, gastric bypass, gastric sleeve. Those operations, the mortality rates are even higher. But in those cases, you know, you would say that they need to lose weight because they, they might die from something else. Whereas with aesthetic surgery, it's purely cosmetic. You know, it's purely for vanity. And if we're doing something for vanity, we've got to make sure it's 100% safe or as safe as possible. Now, have you had any famous people come to you as well? Oh, yeah. We've got a lot, uh, lots of those. Um, for specific names, I'll, I'll have to refer you to Google. Because I'm not allowed, because of the HIPAA, I can't just talk about right, that absolutely. Uh, on, on air. But if you go to Google, you'll find a whole bunch that, will, that have talked about their surgery with me um, openly online. Um, but, yeah, we, got, we get all kinds of people from all works of life. I mean, the majority of my patients is regular working, working people, couples. Um, and then we've got the, you know, actresses and music stars and athletes and wives of athletes and that kind of thing. Now the the recording artists that come to you, do they know you from uh, your your hit at all uh, that you record? Yeah, they, they yeah they do. They know me from they know me from that and from Snapchat and Instagram. You know we've got millions of followers in Snapchat and Instagram, and and a lot a lot of uh, people in the business follow me too. You know people follow me not 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 because I'm such a, a gregarious guy, but because of um, the surgery. I mean, the surgery is just cool to watch. You know, it's like, it's a piece, it's like uh, Grey's Anatomy, but get, you get to actually see the surgery happening. Um, and so that is extremely interesting to see. Now, now that you've mentioned that, um, do you ever, do you like watching these medical shows uh, such as Grey's Anatomy and all that? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I do. I mean, I rarely have time, but, but, but I've watched them. I used to watch Nick Chuck when he was on the air back in the early 2000s which was a show about plastic surgeons in Miami, which was uh, quite not, not realistic at all, but it's very entertaining. Um, 
so yeah, I I, I got a kick out of it. I think everybody everybody likes medical shows. Absolutely. On some level, you know, drama, you know, high stakes, and then there's a little bit of gore, you know, thrown in. ER used to always run in in my house. Yeah, yeah, ER was great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Dr. Miami, uh, I think that I know uh, we had covered one of your hobbies, which we said was music, but when you're not working, what do you uh, like, like to do in your free time? Uh, you know what? Uh, I have five kids and I'm married 25 years. That, that takes up a lot of my time. You know, my oldest is 20, my youngest is 11. So they, they, keep our, they definitely keep, uh, keep us running and on our toes. So not a lot of time for like other hobbies like tennis or things like that. I do exercise every day and, and like take long walks with my wife on the beach a couple times a week. Um, and then just being with the family and enjoying the kids growing up. Yeah, I, was watching, I mean, I was looking at one of your photos and it looks like uh, that you do that you do keep in pretty good shape for for yourself. Yeah, I try. Uh, you try. <laughs> you do whatever you can. You know, I think everybody needs to, right? Every yeah, everybody yeah, and this is coming from a doctor as well. Yeah, no, you know what you you know what I, what, I, what one of my pet peeves is doctors that don't keep in shape. I feel like they're setting a bad example. You know, it's like uh, it's like a it's like a Ferrari uh, salesman that drives a doctor. You know what I mean? You gotta like <laughs> yeah. You know, that's if true. you're if you're in the medical field, you're a doctor. You're giving people advice. People are looking up to you, and you know and you have to at least try your best to, to keep in shape and, and practice what you preach. It, you'll, it'll be a lot more effective than you're overweight or, you, you know, you're out of shape and you're telling people to watch what they eat and, and, not, and exercise regularly, you know? Now, all, all these procedures that you do, have you had one performed on you as well before? Or yeah, sure. You, no. Sure. I've, I've, had, I've had multiple procedures performed on me. I've had rhinoplasty, chin implant, I've had liposuction. I do Botox every three months. I'm 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 not only the hair club president. I'm also a member. <laughs> Absolutely. Remember, I know I know if you remember that old commercial for the hair club for men. Oh yes. He said I'm not just I'm not just the president. I'm also a member. So yeah, I'm also a member of the plastic surgery club. You know, um, I believe that it empowers and transforms lives in, in, in small ways and big ways. You know. It, it it definitely does, and um, I'm 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 only 28 right now, but I'm sure down the road I might look look and check into that. Oh yeah, you're a baby. 28 is is nothing, you know. But but look, at, at 28, if you're thinking about doing something, let's say you're I'm, I'm just gonna be I I don't even know what you look like, but I'm just like a, let's say your ears stuck out too much, or you're you felt like your nose is too big for your face, or whatever, or your chin was too weak. The time to do it is in your 20s, or you know or late teens so that you can enjoy it. You know what I mean? It's, I, what I feel bad for is I have a lot of patients that come in in their forties and they're like, you know, this always bothered me, you know? And I'm like, well, if it always bothered you, why did you wait? And you know, they have excuses. Sometimes it's because they didn't have the money, but sometimes it's just because they were like embarrassed. But after they do it, they feel great. And they're always like, I wish I would have done this in my twenties. You know, I could have enjoyed it longer you know um and i agree with that that's definitely true i hadn't ever thought of that yeah yeah no if, not, if nothing bothers you then don't change don't do plastic surgery just to do it you know what i mean right it has to be something that's like really significantly bothers you enough to you know go under the knife and you know quote unquote risk your life for you know if it's just something that you kind of thought of 
that's not don't do plastic surgery. But if it's something that's always bothered you, um, you know, and it's and it's correctable, and it's something that other people can also see, not like an imagined thing. You know, like some people think their ears stick out, but they really don't, or think their nose is too big, but it really isn't. But if it's something real that other people notice, then go for a consultation and see what the doctor yeah. says. You know, that absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so let me ask you, have you had patients come in that uh, you just think to yourself, why are you here for plastic surgery or anything like that? Of course, I, yeah. I, all the time. I, about, about 10% of my patients come in, I turn them away because there's nothing wrong with them. Um, on the other hand, I've had, like I, you know, I've had, I've operated on two or three Miss Universe contestants, maybe three Miss Universe contestants. Oh. Um, and two, two of them were finalists in Miss Universe. So, you know, they come into the office and they're already like the prettiest, they've been voted the prettiest, you know, women in their entire country. Right. But still there, but still there's things they want to improve. Um, now in those cases, you know, it, it's kind of like if they're they're competing to try to be that like world class, whether it's per, the body proportions or their their quote unquote. So what's that, Doctor Miami? So you're kind of cutting out there a little bit. Let's say you're pretty enough to be in the missing of Yeah, right. I question whether you need plastic surgery. You know what I mean? Like, in other words, if you're already very, very, very attractive, you know, that your next best move is to be even more attractive. You know what I mean? It's not holding you back in life. On the other hand, if, if your self-esteem is suffering from something and plastic surgery can fix it, that's okay. But yeah, there are patients that we turn away all the time. Yeah. I see. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so what is the uh, being a plastic surgeon? What is the number one thing you want people to to know um, and keep in mind uh, when going in for a consultation? I mean, first of all, first and foremost, make sure that you know that you have realistic expectations. You know, plastic surgery is not magic. It's not copy and paste somebody else's face from body onto your body. You can only work with what you have. And, make, and we can make you look the best version of you, which, which might be dramatically better, but it's still going to be you. So I, it, that is the number one thing that people need to know, that plastic surgery is not magic and you have to have expectations that are realistic. And the second most important thing is to make sure that you do research on the surgeon, on the place that, where you're going to have your surgery, um, ask the hard questions, try to for reviews of that doctor. Ask to see a lot of pictures and before and after pictures to make sure that they're, you know, competent and, and do a good job at the exact operation that you want. And those are my two main two main things to think about. Well, that's that, that's good that's good information. Um, I will definitely uh, keep that in mind uh, when I go in for mine. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure, I'm sure that uh, somewhere down the line I will I will need uh, plastic surgery somewhere down the line. I'm sure. Uh, well, uh, I'm sure there'll be somebody to help you, and and, and uh, God bless you if you do. <laughs> okay. Well, well, thank you, thank you so much, sir. And hey, thank you so much You're for welcome. being on my show. You're welcome. My pleasure. Have a great day. You Bye -bye. too. Bye bye.